The Leafs blank the Kings 3-0 and will look to continue that strong play tonight as they take on the Anaheim Ducks. Also, is William Nylander nearing a contract extension with the Buds? We'll get into all of that more on today's edition of the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano. Dave Morissuti still out on vacation for the week, so another solo pod for you guys. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Hey, maybe you're going to be a, in Anaheim tonight. If so, and you haven't used the code yet, go and get yourself a pair of cheap tickets, get 20 bucks off. Courtesy of your friends uh, here at the Locked On Leafs podcast. Again, use the promo code Locked On at game time. Save twenty bucks off your first purchase. Uh, there's there's quite a bit to get to actually uh, for today's show. There's a bit of a bombshell that was broke uh, on Real Kipper Born last night that we'll definitely get to regarding William Nylander and uh, potentially nearing an extension with the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll get to that. Uh, obviously, the Maple Leafs on night two, they're back-to-back tonight against the Anaheim Ducks. We will preview that game in just a little bit. But we got to start off by breaking down what we saw last night. The Maple Leafs, a terrific performance against the LA Kings. They shut them out three to nothing. Uh, not something I expected to happen. Like LA is a really good team. They're they're LA is a Stanley Cup contender, and Toronto went toe to toe with uh, with the LA Kings last night. Um, you know, here here are my thoughts from that game. I thought it was the most complete performance uh, of the season from Toronto. I thought they protected the net pretty well. They didn't allow much substance, you know, uh, you know, defensively they limited uh LA a lot. They outhit them. They out, you know, they were physical. Uh was it 21 to 17 in hits. They blocked 26 shots last night led by Timothy Lilligren who had seven blocked shots. Um, and allow just two high danger chances through the first 40 minutes at five on five. So defensively, they were pretty stout uh, in that game. They won the special teams battle, uh, scoring a, a couple of goals on the power play. And, you know, they, they won on the scoreboard, the, the most important place to win. You think about how this team kind of banded together, also stuck up for each other. You had Matthew Nyes and Simone Benoit, Jake McCabe, kind of jumping on to uh, Dubois when he dumped Austin Matthews. You, you got to love to see that. And, uh, oh, yeah, I got uh, a 31 save shutout from Martin Jones, which, you know, to, for that to happen, coming off of becoming, you know, the de facto quasi number one goaltender saying, hey, you, you've got the reins now, pretty uh, pretty good to see that type of encouraging is the word I was looking for, to see that type of uh, performance out of Martin Jones for sure. But just an all-around really good game from Toronto and, and a game that I want to see more often. Like, so I've said this many, many times. Like, if you're a, uh, you know, an everyday or this podcast or if you used to listen to me on, on, on Leafs Lunch or, or Overdrive, I've said this many times. I think the Maple Leafs, their best practice is to win 
these low-scoring games, to win games 3-0, to win games 3-1, 2-1, kind of play well in the first couple periods, uh, attack the uh, opposition's mistakes, and then lock it down defensively. That's honestly how you win games in the NHL. That's how you win Stanley Cups. That's playoff hockey. That's how I think the Leafs need to learn how to play. If they can do what they did to L.A. against most of the really good teams in the NHL, you know, we're talking the Bostons, the New Yorks, L.A., obviously, uh, Colorado's, Vegas. You Clearly, it's a recipe that can work. Like, this Kings team ain't no joke, and they really didn't allow them to do a whole heck of a lot. They had a couple of good opportunities themselves, and, uh, you know, they struck on on special teams, which was good to see. So, you know, that's a way, a recipe for success for this Maple Leafs team. These, you know, track meets where you got to win game 6-5, and sometimes it's warranted when you're getting – terrible goaltending and you know you're finding yourselves down five nothing in the third period all right i guess it's time to bring out the, the 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 big guns and start scoring and get into a track meet but if they can win more games this way keep games pretty low event uh i know they've got all these offensive dynamos and these weapons out there but if they can keep things kind of tight um you know buy in defensively help out martin jones I think that this team will win a lot of games playing this way, and hopefully they continue it into, you know, tonight against uh, a, a much more, you know, lesser opponent, obviously. Uh, that being said, the Leafs do struggle when they take on teams that are, are you know, near the bottom of the standings board. Uh, hopefully that's not the case tonight. Uh, my three stars from tonight's game, uh, my third star I'm going to give to, the Benoit-McCabe pairing, I thought those guys were were great tonight. And Simo Benoit specifically really deserves a shout-out. And I know everyone's kind of jumping on the Benoit train right now. And I guess, uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm late to the party, but I'm going to give the Flowers where they're due. You know, he's kind of – he was a, a late random summer signing, and it was okay. Maybe could come in and compete for, you know, a number seven job and just be a good depth defenseman. He's turned into actually a a pretty solid piece, like an everyday NHLer at this point. Um, I don't know if I would say he's a top four guy where he's being played right now, and he's somebody who you know maybe would make you think twice on acquiring a top four defenseman. I I wouldn't go that far, but I think he's played well and and he's been a a, a great player. And and last night, those two specifically um, were terrific. They won sixty nine percent of their minutes went on the ice uh, and look, that's in mainly defensive zone starts. Like those were the guys they were throwing out over the boards whenever that they had a defensive zone uh, face off that that's who Sheldon Keefe trusted last night and they did their job. The LA didn't really muster up a whole lot against these guys. The shots were nine, four in Toronto's favor with those two out on the ice at five on five and allowed just one scoring chance the entire game. It was a high danger chance, but it was just one scoring chance the whole game while those two were on the ice together. Um, and then obviously we talked about them both sticking up for for their teammates when when Austin Matthews kind of got uh, dumped a little bit there onto the ice. And Simone Benoit registering a team high five hits last night as well. So the physicality that he can impose being six foot four, being 225 pounds, like, he is the type of player that now it makes sense in hindsight why he was targeted by Brad Tree Living. He does play a style that Tree likes um, and when he can play up to his potential, which he was doing last night and he's done in the last couple of weeks here. Yeah, okay, he's a serviceable you know, NHL player. He can be a bottom, bottom pair guy if the Leafs need him to be that at some point. They need to spell Mark Giordano, who also had a pretty good game last night, I might add. A couple of blocks for old Dio Gio last night. 
Um, but overall, it was just a really solid game, um, you know, from the blue line as a whole, I guess you could say. But I did want to give a, a special shout out to the Benoit McCabe pairing. My second star, going to give it to Big Burt, Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, two primary assists in the game, a heads-up play on that Cali Yarncroft goal to stretch uh, stretch their lead to two, give it a little insurance marker. But just to kind of circle back, realize he was about to go off the ice, it looked like. You know, he lost his glove, he was going to go off to the ice, and all of a sudden he realized, okay, play's kind of developing. Like, uh, I might be able to get a turnover our way and, you know, keep it keep offensive possession alive and it, it did. He kept it alive. He got it to Yarncroc, who took it to his backhand and shelved it. And all of a sudden the Leafs were up to nothing. So it really was uh, a really nice play and a heads up play by Bertuzzi. But you know, he he's winning puck battles. He's out there. Uh like even that that play, like he or the first goal from uh from Nylander. Like that's that's him getting in on the forecheck, winning puck battles in behind the goal, right? Like that's what this guy was brought in to do, to bring in a little snot, little snarl, and win those battles. Um I, I believe it was uh Sheldon Keefe was speaking on his game last night and he was talking about how you know Bertuzzi doesn't get enough love for the little things that he does. And that is winning those puck battles. And, you know, it shows up in the, in those numbers when you look at it, because he's winning those puck battles, it keeps possession alive for this group and for this team. And because of that, you know, those possession numbers are glowing for Tyler Bertuzzi. He's got the highest expected goals for amongst all Maple Leafs. It's like 60 something percent. And it's again, because he continues to keep possession alive. He's got a pretty good stick. He's willing to forecheck. Um, and, you know, he goes to the net. He's got a good nose for the net as well. Uh, still think he's been a little snake bitten in the goal scoring department, but he's been a, a, a pretty solid playmaker, which I wasn't expecting to be the case with Bertuzzi. So that's been something that, uh, that, that I've certainly enjoyed learning about him over the course of the last uh, about two months. Now he's been playing some pretty good hockey, very consistent hockey at the very least. Uh, the stick tape is what I think a lot of people uh, brought from that game. There was that clip going around of him tape it up the knob of his stick or not really. He took one little itty bit of tape and just put it ar- across the knob it made zero sense. I don't know why he did that. I need someone down there. Maybe I'll text uh, uh, like David Alter or something and get him to ask him, why in God's green earth did you have to put one little bit of tape job? It's like half an inch across of the knob there. Like I, it, the, the theories are, are hilarious. Twitter took to it and started talking about, oh, you know, he's got some cigarettes down there. He's got a vape pen down there. Maybe he's got, you know, a hot dog or some licorice that he's hiding and he can, you know, pop it out and didn't want it to actually fall out during the game. So he put that little thing over top so it didn't happen. Whatever uh, conspiracy theory you want to go with is 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 hilarious. But I would love to know how in the world that even helps him or, or what it's all about. Because even if he gets his thumb jammed in there, one little itty bitty piece of tape, the way that he put it on, like his thumb's going through that. So I, I don't think that's even what it is. It, it, it was a bizarre thing and kind of took on a life of its own. It was very meme worthy. Um, so a good game became a big story afterwards as well because of that situation. He gets my second star. First star of the game is the man who stopped all 31 shots he faced. We're giving it to Martin Jones, um, you know, especially held up strong in that third period where LA started to push a little bit, realizing guys, we need a couple of goals. Let's start getting after it. Um, and Martin Jones stopped all 12 shots he faced in the third. He ended the game with a 3.32 goal saved uh, above expected. Uh, it, it was big. Martin Jones had to go out there 
and have himself a performance after being named again, the number one goaltender going forward. Um, and, and to do that while Sam snobs out walls injured, um, it, it was nice to see it. And it's gotta be a little comforting if you're Sheldon Keith now knowing, okay, Martin Jones can give us these types of performances, uh, as long as we protect him in front and we don't give up a whole lot. We don't leave him you know, high and dry. Uh, we should be able to win some games because Jones should be able to give you some league average, competent goaltending, which is always what this team is really needed. Just league average, competent goaltending. You, you get that. This team will win a lot of hockey games. Might you need a couple of stolen games come playoff time? Absolutely. Of course, every team does. But to get there, you really just need league average goaltending. And it looks like Jones might be able to provide that, assuming they play the way they did in front of him more times than not going forward. Um, so there it is. My first star, Martin Jones. Uh, all right. On the other side. Big report coming out of Leafs land. Uh, William Nylander in Toronto potentially nearing an extension. It's kind of a large number that's being reported too. So I'll give you my thoughts on that on the other side. We'll also get to tonight's game. Leafs and Ducks at the Honda Center in Anaheim. But before we get into all that, let's take one quick break and uh, take a word from our show sponsors. You're listening to the Lockdown Leafs podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day today's show is brought to you by FanDuel right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet that's $150 in bonus bets win or lose the app is so easy to use there are many different ways you can bet like live same game parlays you can find new bets in the new explore tab make a parlay in the parlay hub it's the best way to find the popular parlays of the game and so much more so visit vanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup vanduel it's the official partner of the locked on network Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano riding solo with you today. And just a reminder, if you are new to the podcast, you're just kind of stumbling upon uh, the show for the first time. I do usually have a co-host, Dave Morissuti. Uh, he's out on vacation right now. He's sailing the seven seas, a little Caribbean cruise, probably a couple cocktails deep, I would imagine, at this point uh, in uh, in the day. Uh, so hopefully he's continuing to have some fun. But we do have episodes that come out each and every day, Monday through Friday. So make sure that you do subscribe to the show. You can get the audio versions of the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, whichever app you use. And you can also find the video version of the show on YouTube, just search up Lockdown Lease, hit subscribe, you can even hit the little notification bell and it'll let you know and notify you when we drop new content each and every day. So if you want to stay locked into what's going on with the Maple Leafs all year round, make sure you're locked in to Locked on Leafs. Uh, and the latest report in Leafland has to do with old William Nylander. Uh, we all know he's got, a, he's a pending UFA and uh, that's kind of looming over everything this season. Now, at the beginning of the year, Nylander did come out and say he didn't want to talk about it at all through the season. He kind of pulled the the Matthews. Matthews did the same thing last year where he came out and he said, hey, look, um, I'm going to talk about it once today, and then we're never going to bring it back up again. Nylander kind of said the exact same thing at the beginning of, of camp, and he was like, I'm not willing to talk about it. You know, it's between my agent and, and Brad Tree Living. And uh, he he didn't want to discuss it further. But then it got brought up yesterday on Real Kipper and Bourne, uh, where Nick Kiprios of Sportsnet 
uh, it was reporting that he's hearing that the Maple Leafs and William Nylander uh, are, are, you know, currently negotiating and, and apparently a deal is, is near. They're close apparently. And they would like to have it hammered out by uh, before all-star break, which again is going to be in Toronto. Um, so that's the latest with that. The number that Kiprios threw out that he's hearing, which was also uh, Justin Bourne said, I'm hearing the same thing too. The number is eight years, $11.25 million AAB. Eight times 11.25, which I believe is a grand total of about $90 million. So $90 million eight-year extension for William Nylander is, uh, is what the report is right now. Elliot Friedman later did corroborate uh, the report saying that, you know, not necessarily the numbers. He didn't say those are the numbers, but did say he believes that a, a deal is is you know getting done. They're negotiating, they're speaking, and could be done by the end of the week apparently, which I think is uh, is interesting. Um, so, what do I think about that? Eight years, eleven two five. Well, it, it's 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 kind of difficult to grasp that number because of you know what we were talking about what a contract extension might look like, you know, three, four months ago for William Nylander, you know, the Leafs, they wanted to be in the, the high eights, low nines range at the beginning of the season. And Nylander bet on himself for lack of a better word and said, no, I think I'm worth, you know, 10 and a half, 11 mil. And uh, lo and behold, bets on himself and he goes out and he's having an all-star worthy season. Like I wouldn't doubt if this guy becomes an all-star this year, He's got 19 goals, 31 points, or 31 assists for 50 points in just 35 games. He's currently fifth in the NHL in scoring. Fifth. There are only four other players who have more points than this guy does this season. So when you think about it in those terms, he might be worth $11 million, $11.25, whatever number you want to use. He might be worth that. Okay. Let, he, he might be. And, and, if you look at, you know, the numbers even closer, you know, this season, the, the platform year considered compared to previous seasons, he's playing about two and a half more minutes this year um, as opposed to his career average. He's killing penalties. He's doing a decent job at it. He's playing better defensively, too. I was looking it up. His scoring chances uh, are down this year, and he's giving up um, – yeah, his, his expected goals is down as well, uh, despite having a higher defensive zone start percentage than he did a year ago. So defensively, things are going a lot better for Willie, showing more effort, and it's been more consistent, which is really what we wanted to see from Nylander before the Leafs wanted to commit that big money. So perhaps since we've seen it this season, uh, Brad Trilliving is, is more willing to digest a contract in the 10 to $11 million range. I do look at it and think to myself um i don't know if leafs can afford that type of deal though like as a player in a vacuum is he worth 11 million dollars comparatively to how he's performing how he's playing compared to what other players around the nhl are making and will make going forward as the cap is expected to increase exponentially over that eight-year term he might have a value roughly in that range, 10 to 11. He could in that range. Am I saying 11.25? Maybe not, but, you know, in that range of 10 to $11 million. Uh, and I wouldn't be upset if they had to pay an extra quarter million to get it done. It is what it is. 
But can they get it done here in Toronto? Will that fit with the lease structure? They got to pay Austin. Well, they've already paid Austin that, but they the contract kicks in next year. So that money is kind of already coming off the books uh, or getting added to the books, I suppose. And that's at 13 and, and a half. You've got Marner coming off the books next year. He's going to need an extension. Same with John Tavares. So I, I am curious, and, and this is something that obviously Brandon Pridham and and uh, and Tree Living are going to have to figure out. I am curious to see if they still believe they can, you know, keep them all right. Like remember the famous words of Kyle Dubas, and then Dubas ain't here anymore. So maybe you know it could change. But when asked if they could keep the the the, the three young players when they signed John Tavares, it was we can and we will. Well, they did. They signed them all to extensions and, and you know, they all got paid. They all got their money. They didn't win anything with those, you know, during those deals, obviously, but they, they did and, and they did keep them. They, they kept their word. Um, but can they do it again right now that they're all in need of additional raises on these third contracts? Uh, can they do it again? Um, do they want to do it again? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Like maybe they, they're looking at those four players and they're, saying okay we can we can keep three of them and then use the money from the other to go and fill out this roster a little more if that's the case if they give a 11 to 5 to willie there might not be a marner or a Tavares, you know after next season like they may let one of those guys go or maybe there's going to be uh a, a trade during the summer at some point for one of those players because uh, i i would find it hard to believe that they'll have four guys under contract who are making, um, I guess at that point, would be 10.9 plus million a season. Uh, now, I know Tavares is expected to probably get a discount, uh, a little bit of a pay cut when he if, he if he signs his next extension in Toronto, which I kind of expect to happen. So I guess a little bit of that money could go there. But I do wonder, like, what's what's a Nylander or a Marner deal going to look like? Um, I don't know, 11.25. Look, uh, if it's a, for another team, if this was... In free agency, I, I could kind of see it and, and probably get behind it uh, just because he's proven to be a very dynamic player and a play driver. He could definitely anchor a top line around the NHL. He's been doing it, uh, you know, here in Toronto. Like, yeah, he's got good line mates, but he is a guy who's, you know, bringing the puck up the ice and driving play. So, you know, again, it's not that he's not worth 11.25 or 11 million or 10 and a half, whatever the deal ends up being. It's can the Maple Leafs work that into their structure and still kind of keep this core intact? That's kind of always been the conversation. Um, and, and I'm not sure if they'll be able to do that. That, again, is going to have to be uh, the work of, of Brad True Living and, and uh, you know, this this front office. Um, so we'll see. You know, I, I think he's a good player. I'd love for him to, to re-up with the Maple Leafs and be, be a Leaf forever kind of thing. But uh, it's it's it'll be tough, tough to do at that high of a price tag. All right, we'll take one more quick break. When we get back, let's tee up tonight's game. Leafs and Ducks. Can Nylander continue his goal scoring from a night ago? Scored two last night. Could he score another tonight? Probably would go a big way for his negotiations. We'll discuss that all next. 
Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry about when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last minute deals, all in pricing, views and receipts, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase, and they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets with zone deals. You pick the section, Game Time picks the seats for big time savings, and with the Game Time guarantee, it means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem the code Locked On for $20 off. Game Time, uh, download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed welcome back into the locked on leaves podcast once again i am mike DeStefano, the host of this show we got new pods coming out each and every day monday through friday so be sure to check back tomorrow for another edition of the show we're probably going to end up uh, recapping tonight's game between the leafs and ducks but before we get to the recap let's preview that game and we'll do that right, right now toronto uh going into night two of a back-to-back against the anaheim ducks tonight the ducks 13 and 23 on the season it's been a rebuilding year uh, i think there was a lot of you know, people assuming that it wouldn't be a great season for the Ducks. Actually got off to a decent start. I think like their first five, six, seven games, they're winning. Uh, but then it really kind of just fell off a cliff. Zegris was hurt. He was out for a little bit. Uh, Drysdale was injured too, I believe. And they've gotten some inconsistent play from their goaltending uh, since that hot start as well. So things not going swingly for the Anaheim Ducks. And they're taking on a, a, a Leafs team that... Hopefully he's feeling good after a great game last night against L.A. I, I, I'm hoping they play a similar style of hockey. I mean, I know the Ducks aren't going to test you as much as L.A., and I know the Leafs typically are a team that plays up to their opponent and plays down to their opponent. But really, just play the way you did a night ago. Like, if you consistently can play that way, the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to win a lot of games. Whether you're playing against the Ducks, the Habs, the Rangers, the Sharks, whoever it may be, the Vegas Golden Knights, if you can play similarly to the way that the, that you did last night, the Maple Leafs will win games. Uh, so we'll see if they can do that again tonight. I'll get to my three uh, keys to the game in just a sec. Uh, an interesting storyline going into tonight's game, though, is is who's going to be a net for the Maple Leafs. Uh, originally, I thought it was a no-brainer. Dennis Hildeby got called up the other day uh, for the reason that, you know, you, you got back-to-back games. You knew you didn't want to start Samson off, so you sent him to the minors. You called someone up who you felt comfortable playing at least, and that would be Hildeby, who's been the best player outside of the Maple Leafs parent club um, who's been playing this year with the Marlies. So it made total sense to, to me that he was going to be the guy. But then Sheldon Keefe, after the game, um, said he was going to talk – with Curtis Sanford, the least goaltending coach, and Brad Trilliving, who's with the team now in L.A., and uh, Martin Jones, apparently, and, and go from there and decide what they want to do when it comes to uh, who's going to start net for the Leafs in this game. Um, I mean, Marty Jones got a shutout last night. You roll with the hot hand. It, it sucks taking the net away from a goalie after they get a shutout. It really, really sucks. But at the same time, Man, this team cannot afford to get this guy hurt. He's had to play a lot of hockey of late, 
because of the Ilya Samsonov struggles. So playing him on back-to-back nights with, you already got Joseph Wall who's injured. You already have Ilya Samsonov nowhere to be seen. He's been banished uh, for the time being, basically. And, you know, the next guy up is Dennis Hildeby, um, who's never played a game in the NHL before. He's only played a handful of North American pro hockey games as a whole. Um, you you don't want a chance overworking him. So to me, it should still be Hildeby, despite the shutout last night from Jones. Um, and, and a rather, you know, lowish workload, uh, I, I felt. But still, Hildeby... I think has to be the guy to get the start. It makes the most sense. I also kind of want to see what he's all about. I'm sure the Leafs would like to see what he's all about. Can he be an option for this club? Or do they need to go out and get, you know, another goaltender who could play NHL minutes should injuries uh, occur? Or if Samsonov doesn't game his game back, do they need to find a new number three? Or can Hill to be act as that number three, similarly to the way Joseph Wall did last year um, with Murray and Samsonov? So, you know, I, I think that it, it would be wise just to get a look-see at Hill to be in. Hey, it's a good time to do it. You're on the road. You know, don't have, uh, you know, you're not playing at home. You're on the road. You, you, you're taking on the the Ducks who aren't a great team. Like, yeah, they got some good young dynamic pieces. Don't get me wrong. But overall, it's not a great team. So ideally, if you're going to make a start, the Ducks are a pretty good team to make your first start against to, 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 you know, build up your confidence perhaps. Uh, so I would go with Hill to be, but that is to be uh, a decision made later by Sheldon Keefe. Uh, as for my keys to the game, like honestly play a full 60 minutes, just like you did last night, defend well, just like you did last night. And, you know, this is a team that you can get to the scoring area. So that's probably the third, uh, a key for tonight is, is get to those scoring areas and get shots off. Like they allow teams to get into the kitchen of the goaltender. Um, they're giving up 14 and a half scoring chances, uh, high danger scoring chances against um, since December 1st, which is the second most in the NHL in that time span. So if I'm Tavares, Matthews, if I'm Bertuzzi, uh, Yarncroc, like I'm, I'm going to the net. Go to the net because they allow that to happen, right? They're not great when it comes to clearing out uh, the the front of the goal crease for their goaltenders. So uh, that should be another key for tonight. You know, getting the crease, getting the kitchen of the goaltenders. Uh, I believe Lucas Dostal will be getting the start for Anaheim tonight. He's a young player, you know, uh, a rookie. Um, he's played well of late, actually, last six games, a 918 save percentage. But if you can get in his face and, and you have guys like Austin Matthews who can shoot the pill, um, hey, uh, good things happen when that guy's putting rubber on net. So uh, I think those should be the keys to victory for tonight. All right, that's going to do it for me here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and re- uh, receive daily Leafs coverage. Uh, follow myself on X at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you enjoyed today's episode, uh, I'd ask that you leave a like here on YouTube. Leave a comment down below. Your thoughts on the Willie deal. 8 times 11.25, do you sign it? What does that mean for the rest of the core moving forward? I'd love to hear your thoughts down below in the comment section below. 
Uh, we'll be back with another episode for y'all tomorrow to recap tonight's game against the Ducks. Until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.